Welcome to the next Limcore episode. Today we have uh, three amazing guys from Microsoft. Uh, Kevin also from Cluster Reply. Uh, guys, what are we going to talk about? Autonomous systems. We talk about Azure Pass services in the cloud. Azure on the move. Innovation. Edge capabilities. New business scenarios. Advantages of robotics. Liberating Azure from the data center. Yeah, and there will be an interesting use case. We have a crazy idea how to tele teleoperate the spot with the drone. Stay tuned. You are listening to Limcore's podcast, pushing the limits of innovation and productivity in business and daily life. Welcome, everybody, in our next podcast episode. Today, we have amazing guests with me. Um, we have three people from Microsoft, Arpit, Markus and Stefan, um, me and Kevin from Cluster Reply. Um, before I say too much about every person, I think it will be great if every one of you could introduce very shortly to the audience, um, what are you doing at Microsoft right now? And then at the end, we'll close the round with Kevin uh, that everyone knows uh, from the audience, who are they listening to? Stefan, would you like to start? Yeah, thanks, Margaret, for the for the invitation. Yeah, I'm Stefan Leininger. I'm uh, with Microsoft and I'm a cloud delivery executive working mainly for the Volkswagen Group. And yeah, we had the pleasure to do this uh, uh, spot uh, thing together. Markus, do you want to proceed? Yeah, thank you, Stefan. So my name is Markus. I'm solution architect from Microsoft. And uh, yes, uh, I work with Apit. Apit. Yeah, so I'm all, I'm in the same team as Marco. So I work. I'm a AI architect working in the strategy innovation team, uh, working with first of a kind innovative technology. And happy to be here. I will just continue. I'm Kevin. I I'm working on the hardware part and also on the robotics and AI topics in Cluster Reply side. And uh, I'm happy to have all these amazing guests here. I will close around, guys. You're listening to my podcast. You probably should know me. MVP in data platform, and thematically uh, data, AI, and robotics. And today we are going to talk about spots from Boston Dynamics, uh, also about other robots and the solutions uh, we can build together with Microsoft and uh, push uh, IoT solutions in the in the cloud, in the IoT cloud, to bring AI on the move. Yeah, and I think let us start from from that point. Some some of you have already seen our video on Galileo, um, where we showcased uh, our use case. There are also other videos, fully videos of our use case. Uh, the videos are pretty short, are, are roughly sixty seconds uh, or three minutes, depending on the source. Um, and now we have this opportunity to to speak more about our solution in deep. Um, Stefan, before we deep dive into the technic, technical part, can you can you uh, summarize what, what is our solution about? What, what we are doing with this bot or other robots in, in, in the Azure? Well, the idea with, with the use case we showed was really to, to show something that is touchable. And uh, this idea arrived together with Kai Overhans in, in last September, I think. We sit together and uh, Kai Over said, hey, I have this uh, cool device, this Boston Dynamics Spot device. And uh, yeah, let's think about what we can do together. And uh, we anyway had uh, such uh, algorithm for, for damage detection. And uh, we also applied this in a specific cast scenario. And we said, hey, why, why not combining this together? And uh, then the idea was born for this use case. And uh, this is really just a representation what we can do uh, when we're combining uh, this, this robotic device, especially the AMRs, uh, with our AI technology. And I think uh, this really 
opens up a very broad uh, um, field of, of uh, applications we can realize. And uh, we can really also go with this on, on places where we never could go with, with our AI technology and, and really build new uh, business cases and, and really add uh, value in, in complete new dimensions. So this was really fascinating for me. And that's why I said, hey, we have to do that uh, together with a cluster reply. <laughs> Um, as you have really the, the, the deep knowledge of, of integrating these things. Huh? And not forget Boston Dynamics since this. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Markus, you were actually the guy in the in our video who was explaining the use case and <laughs> what 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 the application is doing, what the spot is doing. Uh, can you can you explain uh, here again for the audience for those who haven't seen the video maybe? Yeah, I can. Um, yeah, the idea was uh, that the spot is looking for a car um, with the number plate. He can identify that's the right car and then do an inspection round uh, about the car and identify if there are some damages on this car. Yeah? Um, and this is typically autonomous. So the idea behind is to bring an autonomous device with the cloud together and have some uh, um, yeah, Azure ML, some, some machine learning algorithm behind cognitive services for uh, connecting um, the, uh, to the data and find out what is, uh, what is on the car and uh, yeah, to, to provide to the user at the end a statement um, what was damaged. Uh, what what is the price of the damage? Yeah, to repair it, and uh, also for the fleet owner. Uh, to get an understanding what is going on on the fleets. Yeah. So what are the typical damages on the car? Maybe the rims on the right side of the car, something like this. Yeah. So that typically in, in this environment. This was the idea behind, yeah, from the technical stuff. And APIT did the, uh, the AI stuff on it. So maybe you can explain a little bit on it. All right. So thanks a lot. So I mean, the whole AI capability is essentially what Mark, what Marcos already mentioned is that what we did is is training or like doing the the AI in two folds. So the first part is essentially detecting the car itself. So as you can understand in the parking lot, there are multiple cars standing. So when boss when spot or Boston Dynamics spot is going over the parking lot, the first thing is to determine which car it needs to impact uh, inspect uh, at the first. So for this, what we have trained is we trained a, a model which can look into number plates and detect the number plates by uh, autonomously, and we deployed that machine learning model on the edge so that that inference is done locally and once we, once the whole inspection is done then the the uh, second part is in which the the car is detected then the spot goes around the car create a video stream which is then filtered into image frames and then forwarded to azure cloud with uh, via iot hub and then it's going over over multiple pass services in Azure to uh, to first to using using to the storage to a storage area the blob storage then from there it's it's handled by Azure function which is triggering a cognitive custom vision service to detect if there are already damages so we trained a, a model with the image data to detect damages in the car and based on this it's it's detecting the thing then understanding and writing it back to a database which is then creating another trigger for the reporting so as you can see the whole uh, inspection part is fully automated end to end on the cloud. So from image until it's visible into a, into Power BI dashboard or can be sent to the end user, and and um, and the whole piece uh, uh, the inspection part is done on the edge. 
Uh, thank you, Robert. I think this is really an important point also from a business perspective. We really wanted to show an end-to-end scenario that is fully automated. So in this case, we can apply this, for instance, for, for rental cars or also leasing return scenarios where we really can, mm-hmm. in a very short period in time, end-to-end fully automated and also with additional uh, customer value because the customer also gets his a report in a very short manner and he can also interact with this and he can say, okay, I, I accept these uh, um, these damages and he also knows already about the cost. So this is really done in a in an end-to-end process, fully automatic and in a very short manner of time. So I think this is really yeah. the, the, the core business value behind that. Yeah? And we did this with the Azure Pass services, so it was very quick to implement because we didn't care about how to invent an IoT connection, something like this. We use the IoT Hub. We have the edge component of IoT Hub running on the uh, robot uh, for for aggregation of data, something like this, this for controlling. Uh, And then we use the Power Apps to implement very quick an application for the operator to work on the dashboard behind and so on. So this was all done in very short time because of this uh, predefined and pre-developed uh, environment we, co- we could use here. Yeah. yeah, I was, me personally as MVP and Microsoft Geek, always, since since I was born almost, maybe, maybe not born, but pretty pretty early, I'm really impressed about how, how the Azure is evolving and how, how, how good you can use um, building blocks and build as a puzzle yeah. a ready solution. That's what makes really Azure really, really great. But Marcus, can you give a couple examples what are services and platforms available in the Azure which helps you to to deploy AI, IoT solutions in the cloud? Yes, of course. So first, uh, we use the Azure DevOps for uh, planning and developing the code we needed and for infrastructure as a service. Then we use the IoT Hub with the IoT Edge component yeah, for the communication to the robot. Uh, then, of course, some services for blob storage databases and so on uh, to store the data. Uh, we had this um, Azure ML services. Maybe Apit will say something later to this. We used uh, Power, the Power platform of Microsoft for Power Apps, um, so to build an application for the uh, operator and for the user as well. Uh, we had this uh, Power BI dashboard for getting really drilled insights of uh, the data behind. Yeah, and I think this was the most important uh, stuff we used. And then, of course, we have act- um, cognitive and Azure ML, but there's Arpit the expert for. Arpit, what do you can do with Azure ML and, <laughs> so and essentially, services? So if you look from the machine learning portfolio, uh, where Microsoft is going is, is twofold. One is straight going towards a citizen development where we have prepackaged AI, cognitive services, the vision service, the speech-to-text, text-to-speech, so all those AI capabilities, which is low-code or no-code implementation at the same time what we are also doing for the expert users is azure machine learning service in which we provide notebooks in the cloud uh, development environment where you can actually create your own custom machine learning models and we tried both the implementation in this case and we said okay at least for for the first step of the of the implementation of this of this uh, POC or MVP together, the custom vision service and the and the whole prepackaged AI, which uh, is already good enough for doing inference for both the edge case and as well as in the cloud. So we went, we chose, we started with both, but we chose based on the performance and the quality of the of the model vision model, which comes with prepackaged with custom vision. We went with the past services, which is available out of the box then for implementing the AI aspects of it. 
uh, Kevin, do you remember uh, regarding this, the solution itself and, and what Stefan mentioned, where, where it could be used and what it could be implemented? Uh, Stefan um, mentioned the, the rental car uh, companies is definitely a, a use case for them. Um, but do you remember the moderator from the German television from Prozim from Galileo asked us a question? Hey guys, but um, what is actually a, 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 a difference? Why do you use robot for, for such a use case? What is the benefit that we are using a robot like, like a spot or any other mobile robot for, for, mm. for, for such scenario? What do you think? I mean, first of all, there are often many options to realize such use cases where you have an autonomous or an device where you collect data, either IoT sensors or drones or even a working student or something like that. But with all these uh, possibilities, you always have a drawback. For example, the, uh, the drones, you have either tethered drones uh, that don't have the power restraint, but have then a restraint where they can fly. And then, of course, if also the regulation aspects that you aren't allowed to operate a drone if you don't, don't see the drone. And uh, you don't have these regulations, for example, with the robots. Uh, then going to IoT devices, you, I mean, if you are a large plant, you will have or you will have to apply a high, very high amount of these devices. And so that might be also not uh, not economically uh, use or um doesn't wouldn't make economically on the economic side sense so uh, you would uh, actually use something mobile and um in the end what the what the advantage of spot regard or in regard to a human is is spot can enter not safe areas so either if it's something uh some high level toxic toxic or high toxic levels uh, in an area or um for example, also areas where we have extreme temperatures and so on. But uh, the high, the biggest advantage of uh, this mo mobile robot systems is that they are just reliable. They will execute the same maneuver every day over years. And uh, if you have this, if a person, the person will get tired if he inspects the same thing the hundredth time. And uh, so, therefore, if we have an automation in this scope, uh, we can actually take this this robotic work from the human away and give him actually something that has a higher value and uh, is more productive. Yeah, uh, Stefan, do you remember when we are uh, meeting um, each other and, and recording the, the use case video on in Munich in our replay office, we're also discussing about other customers who, for example, they have existing infrastructures, a small building, some small garage, like a drive-through where where the where the cars are coming through, there are high-speed cameras there. They are making the digital twin of the car, right? Um, however, what we realized uh, is that well, it's cool. It can also work with the Azure services. However, building such a garage uh, is firstly really high, highly cost, upfront cost, and the second. Uh, it is static. It cannot move. It, you have to build it once and it's there. And, and, and about mobile robots, what I think is a huge advantage is, well, you can pack it uh, to, to your garage, to your, to, your, to your car itself and repack wherever you want to build your new station, your new, um, uh, you know, like uh, a, a fleet management, which is not static, is dynamic of your cars and, 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 and then make a, um, the inspection of the car in any time and anywhere. I think that was the the, the, the biggest um, benefit of, of using robots, Stefan, right? Absolutely. We actually tried something like this, that we really have a fixed station uh, for, for such a damage detection scenario. 
And uh, the most difficult thing was really there to build the hardware to really get uh, the light in, in, in a proper manner uh, so that it's really working uh, fully automated. And then you have to run to, through it very slowly. So uh, there were, were many challenges uh, where you can that you can tackle with with the AMRs because. They can then really go there and have the right distance and also can add additional light if required. And um, also what Kevin said, it doesn't necessarily be, be a spot. You can also build a specific device that is uh, even more adapted to the specific use case. Uh, so that uh, this is then even easier uh, to be done. And at the end of the day, this is then also a good business case because uh, if you build such a custom device, uh, it, it might maybe cost 20K uh, and uh, this, this covers everything and is very specific then to this uh, specific, uh, special use case. And uh, um, uh, it also uh, en 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 enriches the, the quality of the use case. Yeah? Yeah, and uh, maybe additionally, you will find that uh, the cars are, or the business behind will be changed, that uh, rental cars will be go more to riding, ride cars, zip cars, I think is in is the name in the US. Says, yeah, so there is not really an owner. So there's a company owning the car, but not the people. And um, the cars are distributed about the city. Yeah, and you need to find the cars and inspect the car to identify if there are some scratches or damages or whatever on it. Uh, so yeah. you can do this. And of course, you can use other robots as well uh, at the end. Yeah. So may, maybe uh, it's, it's a discussion of uh, what are the complete profile for this uh, at the end. But there will come new services, uh, I think. Uh, and this makes absolutely sense. Yeah. So we, we, we are uh, thinking about car, um, not sorry, not car, street inspection, something like this. Yeah. To identify if there are some uh, damages on the street and so on. Yeah. So maybe this could yeah. also be a use case for this. Yeah, this is really Absolutely. a broad field and, and we can really apply this on, on many areas. We can also use this uh, for detecting environmental damages or use it in disaster scenarios. So there's really a very broad uh, field of, of scenario where we can use this. And this is also the, the really charming aspect. And you maybe can also use drones uh, for, for with this technology uh, to, to count animals and, and birds where you difficultly usually can approach them or you can do this underwater because you, you don't necessarily need um, um, a, a direct internet connection because you can all these things also apply on the edge. So uh, the, the, the application uh, variant is, is really uh, great. Huh? And, and this is really what, what is a real game changer because with this technology, yeah. we are able to bring uh, our AI technology on, on every place on the planet and maybe even outside the planet if required. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> the Elon Musk make his job exactly. Yeah, but hey, yeah. guys, this is <laughs> guys, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely, guys. But what I really like about both thinking scenarios and use cases, Stefan, what you mentioned exactly um, is actually combining multiple solutions, combining, for example, drone with the robot, that the drone can be fast and, and check the whole area, right? Uh, Stefan, you were talking also in the video about um, use cases, about checking the, the number of trees in a forest, for example. It can be checked firstly by the drone, just an, an, as a, an overview. And then when it's, it's needed, the, the spot can go closer. Or I really like your example in the subways. Um, stations. Can you elaborate about this? What was what was the idea behind this? 
Yeah, um, usually you have uh, to, to check the, the, the subway tubes on a regular manner. So every night, uh, uh, several guys are walking through the dark uh, uh, tube uh, uh, channels, actually. And you can also fully automate this, uh, that, that you then uh, have the drones uh, or a device like Spot that is uh, checking uh, the, the, the condition of, of the current tubes. And, and the real cool thing is what, what Marcus has mentioned is that we can do this in a very short period of time. As said, uh, with, for, for this use case, uh, we had uh, eight weeks. And uh, most of this time we actually used uh, to, to come over some challenges uh, fr from, the, from the device, which is natural because this, this was uh, actually uh, um, uh, um, a pre-device, uh, a better device, if you, if you say so. So that's why it's usual that you have to come over some, some uh, aspects. I think the only, the AI part, I think we have done this in three weeks and no, not more and uh, with, with a very small team. So this is really a, a very charming aspect because there are also predefined uh, models we can use um, so so that we can really very fast uh, come over. But maybe Markus can also say something about this specific aspect uh, where we can use existing building blocks. Yeah, but, but but I think one important point in this is always operational costs. Yeah, uh, so uh, and I think if you, if you talk about or if we go back to the discussion about um, uh, rental car something like this, uh, so they have they are all struggling with operational costs, and you need to reduce these operational costs. Of course, at the moment, uh, spot is very expensive. Yeah, so. Uh, you have to invest 100k 150k something like this yeah uh, which is a huge number but what we can expect from the technique is that the technique over the time will be uh, less expensive yeah so uh, this and then with uh, having maybe better um, batteries on it uh, you are able to to run a, a fleet of spots uh, doing or others as well yeah doing some some analyzing stuff yeah like we discussed before in the different use cases and i think every of this use case is very very good yeah uh, to um, to see what you, what you can reach with this uh, technologies at the end yeah with a combination of cloud and um, yeah, autonomous system running. Yeah, uh, on on the streets, maybe on plants, on uh, in tubes, whatever you you like to do. Yeah, so I think this is uh, this is important for the future. Yeah. But I guess Stefan and, and, and Marcus also touched this point and I would not really discount this part. So this whole this power of Azure to provide citizen developers with the with the skills and tool set so that they don't have to really reinvent the wheel once again and and use the prepackaged solution so just to give in a perspective of course we took like approximately two weeks to implement the whole backend and i can tell you this whole end-to-end -end flow from image until it's into databases it's doing custom vision the model training if you look into line of code it's it's below 500 lines of code so if you see that actually we have used a lot of services or, or the implementation, which is then going towards our push towards citizen development, that we don't have to be the the geekest person to know the how data science is done and how machine learning models are built. What we have done is we have used as much as or reused as much as IP created from this different past services, stitched them together with configurations and try to minimize the actual custom implementation you have to do to implement the end-to-end -end solution, and as I said, it took. If I if we don't have this past services, then we can already thinking about a long, multi-months project 
to implement all of those uh, things from scratch and then machine learning models and then the whole data pipelines and things like that the beauty which comes with the with the whole uh, past services from azure is that we have these things already ready to uh, like off the shelf products available all you need to do is deploy them in the environment configure them properly to contact to each other and then the actual custom implementation to just create this interaction is only a few hundred lines of code which can be done in in weeks if you have de- yeah, like and this two weeks already is is i would say is not full time implementation that was what i did in part time capacity yeah, and also you have this predefined models we we used yeah which makes it also easier to implement it um, and we are working on some kind of an reference architecture for the future and w- what we not have implemented in this case uh, at the moment is uh, really a feedback loop uh, i think uh, you mentioned this arpit uh, that over the time the robot will learn more and more the the algorithm will be better and better and you can always pu- uh, push back the new algorithm to the robot that he is in the next phase uh, better to recognize whatever you want to recognize uh, say it yeah. in an easy way so i think this is uh, what you typically will do in a in a real operational phase yeah this was more like uh, okay we want to show how it works how it generally works and uh, of course you need to go a little bit deeper if you want to have it in a production phase uh, then you need uh, to to make this uh, loop yeah complete yeah uh, i would say but but still, all you have said now, Abed and Marcus, is also directly related to the operational cost. Huh? So um, yeah, the, the, the algorithm also evolve, and you might also change certain aspects. And this can also be done very easy uh, with with uh, what uh, we have shown in our use case. And I'm also with you, Marcus, that spot for such a specific use case uh, wouldn't be the first choice because I think it is a little bit oversized uh, with the movement capabilities. You actually don't need this uh, in such a scenario. So uh, a much easier robot, uh, which, which is not that complex, uh, would also do the job. So for instance, in such a scenario, it would be fine if it is on wheels. And uh, then then you can uh, also use such a device. And, and as I said, you can get this for really little money and also the maintenance cost for, for such a robot, uh, I think, is, is very low. Uh, we also, Mike, uh, um, calculated one, one uh, use case uh, where we have a, a complex um, inspection scenario in, in a hazard environment. And um, we came up that it is uh, 10 to 15% of the cost you have in the, in the old scenario uh, you can achieve with the robot. So you only have to uh, 10% of the total cost, which is really a, a big move, actually. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, think it's important. Uh, sorry, Marek. So it's sure. uh, one. The, there is this technical aspect of the showcase, and we got a really good fee- feedback from everybody who saw the video. Yeah, so uh, they like the idea behind. They like the robots, the technology, the um, the use case. And the other is uh, you need to have this uh, business view on it. Yeah, w- what makes sense at the end? What you can implement? What is the return of investment? To say it in an easy way. And I think uh, both sides. You can uh, you you can discuss at the moment, yeah. So maybe not in this constellation, but uh, you can can have the discussion and go in the right direction and start uh, the evaluation of the technology for this, yeah. So so sorry, Mari. Yeah, I absolutely, totally agree. And and regarding this return on investment business case, exactly, Stefan, what, what what you said as well. Um, well, regarding this calculation, so and and the price of of robots because 
indeed, there are different robots. Some of them cost 10, 20K. Spot is, is, is more pricey because of other features uh, he provides, right? Um, but I, I know m- different customers who look different on, on this uh, area. They, they, they see, okay, uh, what will happen if, for example, my power plant uh, goes down? Yep. Is it is it then spot really expensive? No, not really. Many many customers are all, all, uh, usually also seeing this hardware as you know when you lease a car, right, which costs 50, 80k for a company, right? It, it is also a, a cost which you can put in accounting for. I don't know three years, for example, and then suddenly the 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 the, the company car costs is not as high as 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 you initially think. And the same thing can happen with the robot. And regarding the use case, Stefan, you mentioned and without the, the the danger areas, exactly. This is an example we are we are um, as a reply working with uh, another uh, company uh, where imagine you have a very dangerous area, toxic area, um, where the inspection must be done. Um, in a regular manner, but for this inspection purposes, you don't need only one engineer, but a little bit more. And because of danger environment, you also have paramedics on site. And this, of course, increases the cost because many people at the same time uh, to organize, coordinate this generates cost. And having a spot, you don't have to do such inspections on a monthly basis because of the cost. You can make them much, much more regularly. So increase the security. And at the same time, with the same cost, because every next inspection doesn't cost you more, right? Yeah, that was that was the the cool part. I mean, especially Spot is useful for all POC related activities until because he can perform a superset of what most ro- other robots can do, and so therefore, in the end, you will look at each use case after the POC and check out: okay, is Spot the right tool or not? If not, you'll find maybe a wheeled robot, maybe a drone, or anything else. But uh, Spot will most likely be able to perform all the actions that uh, other robots can do, perform as well. I hope, yeah. not, I hope not the drone action, but yes. Other <laughs> <laughs> action it can. Other we'll have a flying, dro- flying spot. <laughs> yeah, or the drone is, is picking the spots <laughs> and transporting it to the next place. That would be cool. Let us talk yeah, with it Alan. It could be an airport. <laughs> you have a quadrocopter on it and instead of the LiDAR and uh, then uh, go ahead. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, I like the idea. Guys, I really love to talk with intelligent people all the time. Um, <laughs> but, but you mentioned uh, the LiDAR, which yeah. I think is a good thing. So uh, before we discussed a lot of uh, video, photos, and so on, uh, but maybe for some some cases, uh, some m- more modern sensors like LiDAR are very interesting yeah, to use. We, we, uh, we tried to use it in this use case. I think it was not really helpful for the use case. Uh, but overall, I think the technology to have different sensors on, on the device yeah, can make really sense. Uh, for for analyzing something, yeah. Our first idea was to use Elida to better understand the um, distance between the spot and uh, the car, um, to identify how big is the scratch, yeah. To uh, um, to to get some yeah some more objective data, say it in this way. Uh, maybe this was not possible uh, at the moment yeah but um, i think it's a good idea always to think about new other sensors you can implement maybe this helps in some special uh, use cases yeah? absolutely in this I mean, case uh, it not, was not successful but maybe in another one yeah, yeah. so uh, not not in the in, or not in this case of inspection per se in which we do video inspection but uh, use of lidar is also for environment 
planning as well so to yeah. figure out okay where the cars are on high level so that we can create a high level plan and also i mean as we are talking about generic use cases we talked already about about inspection dangerous hazardous areas there are places in which they want to also do security check in as well and for example if you want to you talked about yeah. toxic area maybe a nuclear power plant there are people as of now who have to go into a shield a radioactive shield and do security inspection of those areas on a daily basis because it's a dangerous area that if somebody enters that part it could be dangerous for the security of the country of course for these types of of use cases if you have a lidar all you just need is if there is if you can understand a foreign object in the in the environment or not and in this case we actually do not really require uh, actual video inspection just a lidar signal figuring out okay i see a human or a object which was not there generally we can just simply use it uh, a lidar technology to do that and this is exactly the benefit of of robots you know because you can put exactly this this thing you can put so much iot sensors as you wish and you collect so much more data at the same time as for example a human with just visual uh, camera would do right and this is the the great benefit uh, kevin we are um, just about to 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 close our episode shortly uh, there's one more topic i want to to discuss at the end however um there are many people asking us, "Hey, mobile robots! There is a new era. What? But why? Why there is a new era? Um, because we know that there were robots already since a couple of years on the market. We've we've now AGVs and now it's AMR. Well, there's still three 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 letters. Does it make a difference?" Um, so yeah, I mean, you may may know AGVs from like manufacturing plants for, at BMW, at Volkswagen, Audi, or whatever big company is manufacturing or has, has a large production line. So you see lines in the ground that are there for navigating the robot. So basically, this robot can only drive on the predefined course where you have to modify your infrastructure. And so uh, robots like Spot, you don't have that anymore. They are able to navigate freely in environment and more autonomously. So they are able to reach sp uh, spaces that other robots were not able to reach. And uh, I mean, this is a high, high uh, or a, a huge development in that area. And uh, it makes basically every robotics use case now possible. Um, of course, the price for these systems is a bit higher than for the others. But I guess you don't have the entire infrastructure topics you have to pay for as well. So, but I think with time, or with time, these systems will get more and more common, and uh, I think the amount will explode during the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and closing topic, guys. German market innovation. Um, how do you perceive it today? Yeah, well, my final statement on this would be I really want to encourage our audience to think about their own use cases and not only in an industrial environment, but you can apply this in, in every area, for instance, also to, to support uh, people with disabilities or that you can uh, use this to preserve cultural heritage. So, um, yeah. I think there are many things out there we don't even think about and, and we should really encourage our audience to think about these kind of things and, and that we can jointly do, do things together with them that are really new and, and that are not possible uh, uh, without this combination of AI and AMR. 
Yeah, I would say we showed that this is possible in a short time frame with a limited amount of uh, budget yeah, uh, to implement something, to understand the technology, the benefits of the technology, maybe the uh, what is not possible with the technology. Yeah, of course, this is normal. So you can do it, you can start with this, and then you can identify, is this the right way? Uh, yeah, um, and uh, if not, then you can stop. But if it's the right way, then you can go further with these technologies. Uh? And I think this is something you can start small. I think this is important. Yeah, you need not to think about the big project with all uh, the the AI stuff behind, with big trainings and so on. You can start with a small project, can test the technology, get con some confidence of the technology. Uh, and then identify, uh, is it the right thing for your, uh, for your problem to solve or not? Uh, and I think this is important. Uh, and here is, uh, I repeat, this is uh, helpful to have this uh, uh, big Azure cloud behind, yeah, because it was really easy to, to implement. And I like the, the wording we had, uh, Azure on move. Yeah? So um, <laughs> have, having some Azure capabilities running in the cloud, I think this is really a very cool sentence. Uh, and absolutely something Microsoft is thinking about. Yeah, Going more in the edge is uh, important for us because you have not always the chance to bring the data center um, or the data from the data center to to your problem. Yeah, Sometimes you need uh, to have the device near the problem and this could be a good, uh, good fit for this. Mm -hmm. Arpit, how do you perceive the innovation in, in Germany? Is, are we really innovative in Germany? I'm, I would say that actually we are going towards us. So I can see some positive changes, which is, uh, I would say, really encouraging also in the industry. And also the the whole disruption which happened due to COVID pandemic also is also like a huge, I would say, push towards more innovation and more out-of-the-box thinking, if you will, uh, the way we work right now. Because now when people have to sit at their home, people are thinking about, okay, how we can automate our process, how we can automate these manual inspections, which we are doing by humans right now, so that we can keep our workforce safe. And this is, this is I would say, is a positive uh, outcome or consequence of, of COVID uh, pandemic, which or corona, uh, COVID pandemic, which happened, I would say. Uh, so I see a, a, a big change and also the, the mindset of the, of the senior management is changing towards uh, use of technology or innovation in the, in the industry. And I would say maybe we should... Uh, Again, like when we talk about Roberts and all the general people say, oh, the Roberts is going to take the word. I guess we should also have to bring down a hype because it, I know for the fact when we implemented Stop uh, Spot that how advanced it is to actually take down the humanity <laughs> as of now. So I guess there is a lot of uh, sci-fi stuff going around in the in the in the uh, in the media, which can also be hyped down a bit because we know where we are right now. And this is where we say, okay, the responsible, the ethical use of AI and how we are going to develop our future algorithm becomes more and more crucial. And Microsoft as an organization is like really investing a lot in towards also responsibility and the ethics in the AI. So we are for sure of course, like looking into this technology very clearly and very peculiarly about what is being used and how it is being used so that we don't end up creating the sci-fi world for the reality. But again, I would say as of now, we are very far from that. Please embrace the technology. It's, it's evil because the people are evil and it's good if the people are good. Yeah. Very good cool. statement, Kevin. Good. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Kevin, I mean, would you close the discussion? 
I mean, innovation Germany, it's it's getting there. It's, I think, getting better, better. You are hearing how more and more companies are investing in Germany. We have all this Tesla investment. Now Apple is investing. Bosch is creating new, uh, I think, Silicon Valleys in Germany, basically, and so on. So I'm quite positive, positive that, will, that it will be an amazing uh, journey in the next few years. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so guys, really yeah. so uh, this is uh, to encourage everybody out there uh, being part of it and and making the best out of it and and also go there with the agile and and positive mindset to to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is what m drives me crazy indeed. That's you 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 are you are able with the technology today's do something for the society to the world that's your children grandchildren can say oh my grandpapa <laughs> done this and this is actually what, what what is more exciting for me myself working in the IT industry and I'm really happy to to have uh, such great people like you uh, to work together um, and uh, yeah who knows uh, maybe we'll do it again a new ex exciting project and uh, make another review in the podcast or a blog post or a video uh, session so uh, don't forget to follow us and hear, hear, you, hear you next time. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Mike, for the Thanks for having us. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Stay tuned. You are listening to LimCore's podcast, pushing the limits of innovation and productivity in business and daily life.